Welcome everyone to FF Plus, your spoiler-free outlet for movie reviews, entertainment recommendations, and discussion. I'm your host, Aaron White, and this is one of two FF Plus episodes that I'll have for you this week, so I won't waste too much of your time. I know you're here for the thoughts on the films, and we will just get right into that. The format here on FF Plus, if you're new, is pretty straightforward. I'll talk about everything, what I liked, what I didn't like, and I'll give you a recommendation about whether I think a film is worth your time and money. It's simple, it's short, and it's spoiler-free. So let's just get right into it, shall we? The first film we have to talk about is Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. <clears throat> uh, Dumbledore, excuse me, from Warner Brothers Pictures. It stars Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law, Ezra Miller, Dan Fogler, Allison Sudol, Callum Turner, Jessica Williams, Catherine Waterston, kind of, and Mads Mikkelsen. It is directed by David Yates, and it is written by J.K. Rowling and Steve Cloves. What's it about? Professor Albus Dumbledore knows the powerful dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald is moving to seize control of the wizarding world. Unable to stop him alone, he entrusts Madge's zoologist, Newt Scamander, to lead an intrepid team of wizards and witches. They soon encounter an array of old and new beasts as they clash with Grindelwald's growing legion of followers. Now, as you understand, this is the third film in the Fantastic Beasts, terribly named Fantastic Beasts, series. This is a story that I have been very mixed on so far. First of all, I don't love the character of Newt Scamander. I think that he is very quirky, and he has a very interesting niche within the larger Potter lore, being this magizoologist who loves beasts and animals and is very kind and calm and almost passive in nature. He's a great character, and I think in a smaller dose, I might really enjoy him. But when you make him the centerpiece of three so far and a planned five-film arc, it just doesn't work for me. The first film was okay, pretty pretty good, pretty interesting. The Beasts were the highlight for that one. The second film didn't do it for me at all. It was That one was called The Crimes of Grindelwald, and I felt like this series just really ran off the rails. It was completely confusing. It was a CGI massive mess. There, was, there were all kinds of things introduced, and it was not as well received as the first either, and so I think... What we had here with Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, ended up being a situation where they tried to course correct. And sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it kind of works. And I think that it kind of worked here. Now, you heard me at the top kind of jokingly mispronounce the name of the film, The Secrets of Dumbledore. And honestly, that would be my overall thoughts on this. I was bored for a lot of this movie. It's nearly two and a half hours. I guess it's about two hours and 15 minutes-ish, so it's still too long, in my opinion. It is always interesting to see the Wizarding World, though, because you get to go to new locations, and I don't think I've ever seen the German Ministry of Magic explored in one of these films before, so that was neat. There's a very deep underground wizard prison that we get big set piece in that that was kind of fun, and then there's this amazing mountain temple that a big part of the plot is set in as well that was really cool to see just from a visual standpoint. So that was a highlight. Seeing magic in the world depicted is always a joy, no matter what. It just looks cool to see Harry Potter spells in action. 
And so those times in the film, I'm completely locked in and I'm enjoying myself quite a bit. There's no doubt about that. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of that. There's more of a minimal amount in this film. But when it does happen, it's always really just a treat to see. For me, the highlight, I think, was Dan Fogler as Jacob Kowalski. He's really grown on me throughout the first two films, and then now this one just kind of takes that up a whole other notch. He has the most heartfelt and sweet storyline of the movie, and he has a higher percentage of his jokes and his silly moments that actually land for me, whereas for other characters, yeah, not always the case. Another highlight was Jessica Williams. She plays Lolly Hicks, Professor Lolly Hicks, I should say. And she does a lot of cool magic tricks with her books that was, again, just it's visually interesting to see how they can continue to come up with new ways to depict this magic in use. She also brought a lot of charisma to the screen. And I think there are quite a few characters in this big group of adventurers, I guess you could call them in a way, or this team up of wizards and Jacob (laughs) combined. There's a lot of flat personalities. They just don't have that. And so she stood out big time because of that. I was really glad that she was part of this group. One thing that's going to kind of split people maybe is there is like a heavier focus here on the love story between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. There's no scenes where they're, you know, straight up making out. We're not getting a like sex scene between the two here. So sorry to ruin your hopes and dreams, folks. But we do get a lot of them dealing with their emotions uh, from their relationship and then the ramifications of the blood pact that they made and how that has hurt them both emotionally but also has how it has led them to this place where they're in a legitimate life-or-death battle against each other in a lot of ways. So it's an interesting way to center the story, and I know that a lot of fans are probably going to be happy with that. I'm also pretty sure that Quite a few fans will be a little bit turned off by that and not necessarily prefer for that to be the central point of this movie. But it's handled with a lot of care, I think. I I liked it quite a bit. I mean, it made sense to me. Like I said, though, it is very boring at times. It moves fairly slow. There's not a ton of action. It feels longer than two hours and 15 minutes, which is not a good thing at all for a film. There's a big part of the movie that is spent getting the group together. It's the typical kind of heist film team up. Then as soon as they're together, Dumbledore splits them apart and sends them off on their merry ways to help try and execute this plan that is intended to fool Grindelwald and eventually get him to the point where they can make a last stand and fight against him and take him down. Ultimately, for me, the problem with all of this is that when we split them up, I mentioned we don't have charisma in every single character. And so there are certain ones that we either just don't really see much or we just kind of lose any sort of semblance of cohesiveness between this team because they're all on their own little plans for a little while. And I thought that the plan that they put into work, nothing really mattered in the end. and. There's no explanation for it. There's no big like master reveal where they sit down and Dumbledore talks about the fact that maybe this plan should have been executed differently. It felt almost 
like padding because it didn't have any narrative purpose in the way that it affected the story. Also, some of the tricks that Dumbledore pulls here in his attempt to fool Grindelwald feel like some of the tricks that he would later pull when he was trying to use Harry Potter and his friends and all of the teachers at Hogwarts and allies to fight against Voldemort. So there was a little bit of redundancy there. Ezra Miller as Credence Barebone slash Aurelius Dumbledore is the most bland person I think I've seen in a movie in a long time. Every minute that is focused on him is completely excruciating to get through. My buddy Jeremy Johns, uh, who was sitting next to me, looked at me right after the movie and said, dude, a pet rock has more personality than Ezra in this movie. And I completely agree. Like that he's really just not good at all. And whether it's him as an actor, whether it's just the way that the performance is being directed, it is just, I'm so sick of that storyline. They've been trying to follow it through for three movies now. And I'm just really hoping that it's over, to be honest. I also, speaking of hoping it was over, was really excited because I thought that this was the final movie and that we were going to lead up to this big final battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald because we all know they have a duel. Nope. I'm sorry to spoil that part for you, but that's not what happens here. We do still have room for like two more movies. And all I got to say is for me personally, I'm kind of hoping that they don't get made. I'm just done with this storyline. It feels to me that J.K. Rowling started off, I mean, she took this very small little side story book about beasts called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and it got made into this five-movie stretched-out thing that includes all this different lore thrown in together. And it feels it feels like they don't have the story written all the way through yet. Like, you just know when you're watching a movie and you're watching a series in particular evolve this isn't a situation where they sat down, they wrote five full f- scripts out, and they were like, this is how it's going to go. This is the story I want to tell. Now let's adapt it. No, this is, we're trying to write it as we go. And clearly, while she may have the lore, she may be the lore Bible herself because it came from her head, she's lost a touch. And it doesn't work as well as it used to. Now, all that being said, it's still fun to be in this world. Visually, cinematically, these characters, some of them, they feel like a warm hug going back to them. You still get a lot of Niffler, which is a blast for me. And that good stuff that you go there for is there. It's just so bland and average, and you have such a higher expectation, or at least I do, for what this world can offer, because what we've seen before, that this feels underwhelming to me. The movie will be in theaters in the UK on April 8th, and will be in theaters in the USA on April the 15th. Am I feeling it? I want to tell you no, because I don't want it to make enough money to continue to have sequels, frankly. But you've listened to me. I, I, I can't tell you that I think that it's fully worth it. I wasn't that into it, but it's Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. And so if you love Harry Potter, you probably should go see this anyway. But I do think that it's probably going to play just fine as well on your th- your TV screen at home if you have a big screen and a nice little living room setup. So it's not completely crucial that you go see this in theaters. I do think it's better than Crimes of Grindelwald, the last film. So it 
is like a three star versus a two star for me. I would say a mild recommend for the theater, but you're not really missing out if you wait either. Now, the other film we have to discuss is Sonic the Hedgehog 2 from Paramount Pictures. This stars James Marsden, Tika Sumter, Natasha Rothwell, Adam Pally, Shamar Moore, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, Lee Majdub, Idris Elba, and Jim Carrey. It is directed by Jeff Fowler and is written by Pat Casey, Josh Miller, and Josh, John Whittington and based on the video game franchise published by Sega. What's it about? After settling in Green Hills, Sonic is eager to prove that he has what it takes to be a true hero. His test comes when Dr. Robotnik returns with a new partner, Knuckles, in search of a mystical emerald that has the power to destroy civilizations. Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and together they embark on a globe-trotting journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. I was a fan of the original Sonic film. I thought it was a lot of fun, and it had a lot of heart, particularly the relationship between Sonic and James Marsden's character, Tom. Their relationship and the way that it grew over the course of that film really kind of anchored it for me. and. Visually, it was just a blast to watch Sonic run around the screen. They were able to adapt him from his video game form into this cinematic one in a very pleasing manner, I thought. But this film, this film, I think this kicks it up a notch. And for me, this is one of the best video game adaptations we've had so far. It is probably the funniest one, in my opinion. And it's a movie that I'm excited to go see again as soon as possible. I laughed from start to finish. My son and I both did. The comedy in this felt like it worked way better than in the first film for me. Jim Carrey's maniacal and crazy and doing his over-the-top shtick as Dr. Robotnik in the first film. But in this film, I felt like they really dialed in the joke. I, it's hard to express this because... I don't know how to tell you what's different, but I know what works for me. The jokes in the first movie felt more forced. They just felt off a bit. But in this one, they all worked. They all landed. I was laughing constantly, and I thought that he was fantastic. Jim Carrey was just absolutely wonderful in the movie. Action, lots of it. Lots of set pieces, lots of big homages to the games specifically to Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Sonic Adventures 2 both, which I thought was really cool and needed the filmmakers to try and tie them in directly to the games that are in the same kind of time frame for the series. And the there's like big moments on ice, big moments at a temple on an island. They, it feels like they're going over across all these different locales, just like Sonic would be visiting different locations and worlds in a video game and he would be exploring them and having to get over trap and Dr. Robotnik's robots and such and so forth. Idris Elba as Knuckles is pretty much everything in my opinion, just complete and utter crowd pleaser. Everything he says is awesome. Everything he does is awesome. Tails is also quite nice. He is a lot of fun. I don't think he gets quite as much of an opportunity to shine as Knuckles, but that's fine. I mean, this is really a movie that does have much of its runtime focused on Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. 
either their individual parts or or what when they are together and it's better for that it does have enough heart in my opinion it dials that back a little bit in lieu of more laughs and more kind of action fast-paced nature of the storytelling it specifically references quite a few things from the first film so if you haven't seen the first film i would definitely recommend watching it or if you haven't seen it recently maybe rewatch it just to remind yourself of some of the nuances in the relationships because they get referenced here the human storylines they're probably in it too much i'll be honest the movie's about two hours long probably doesn't need to be and the human storylines and the big moments and craziness that happens with regards to the humans it's fun and i actually laughed quite a bit about it but you could have dialed it back a notch and it would have been just fine too i do think there's enough heart here if there's a little bit it's not the same it's not going to hit you on the same emotional level but there is some we, we learn about tails and her his backstory we learn about knuckles backstory why he's so upset why he wants to fight and specifically about the same event that Sonic had to deal with, only Sonic handled it in a different way. And we get to kind of watch those two characters wrestle with that. And there's just this bigger kind of idea of not being alone. And just like Sonic had to go through in the first film and not be alone and become the child, essentially, of Tom. And here we have new characters that maybe they need to come into that mix. Maybe they need to learn how to not be alone as well. So I love that. The game accuracy was really cool to see, especially in the final boss fight. Oh my. I love how they implemented it. And there's another post-credits stunner that had the whole theater cheering as well. So overall, I give this one a big, 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 big two blue thumbs up. I think that it's well worth seeing. I think that you should absolutely take your kids to see this. It'll be in theaters on April the 8th. So much fun. Uh, again, I cannot wait to see it. No idea when it's coming to streaming, so don't waste the opportunity. Just go take them to the theater. It's a great chance. Take them on a Saturday. Get them some popcorn. Have fun. You, you, this is just a riot from start to finish. It is just pure joy. And I came out of it like on a high for the rest of the day thinking about it i don't even love the sonic video games i like them they're fine but they're not my favorite and sonic is not my favorite character so this is not a matter of ooh, they adapted my favorite video game and it was a hit no this is actually not on that same level my favorite video games are uncharted and tomb raider and i would say this is a better video game adaptation in a lot of ways than those two movies because it really does what it needs to do that emotional stuff that I'm telling you is kind of drawn back in this, that stuff's not in the video game, okay? That's not what the video games are about. They're about going fast, collecting rings, fighting things, and occasionally you get some cool cutscenes or some dialogue that has some emotion in it. That's what this movie is. It pulls it off really well, and I'm hyped for a potential third film. So please go see it. Please let this one make the money, not Fantastic Beasts, because I do want a third one of this. Whereas I don't want more of the Harry Potter series as it's currently going forth. Well, that's it for me. This episode of FF Plus, like I said, got another one coming at you later this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. It is much appreciated. Haven't had the chance to do this yet. Would love for you to drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
that always helps people find the show, join the conversation, come find us on socials, chat in the Facebook group, chat on Twitter. All the links are there. I'd love to talk to you about what you think about any of the films we cover on the show or anything under the movie sun. Until then, I'll be back soon. Keep watching and keep feeling filmed.